You may have noticed that software is incredibly expensive in the stores, and they might charge something like $450 for something that couldn't possibly cost more than $30, $40 for materials. So what is it that you're paying for? If you think about it, to develop a software package probably takes a lot of programmers and a lot of staff and a lot of time. So you might have overhead costs of say $750,000 if it's a really large package, you know, something that Microsoft might put out. And it might cost them also per package say $55. So this is probably starting to look familiar. We have an overhead cost of $750,000 and a per package cost of $55. So if we wanted to think about a cost function for this particular software package, that could be represented as C of X equals our initial costs for developing the software plus $55 per package. So if you're developing X packages, then 55X plus $750,000. And you may notice this is linear, isn't it? Since it's linear, we could think about the graph. We start at $750,000 and then go up $55 per package. So I'm not sure about my scale. I just want to draw something like this. And our cost function would look something like that. And you can see that for every package you produce extra, you're going to cut the charge, it's going to cost you another $55. So that's where we have that linear constant slope of $55 per package. Now, another question we could ask is what is the actual cost of producing a certain number of software packages? So the actual cost of producing X items is C of X. So if we had zero, oops, pardon me, X here, and started with zero items, then C of X would just be zero plus $750,000, wouldn't it? Because we're assuming that we've done everything except burn that first CD and that first, um, uh, what's it called, manual for the software. Then one box would be $55 added to that $750,000 and two boxes and so on, right? 110 plus $750,000. I'm just writing the linear term first now and then the constant overhead after. So we can see that these costs go up in a linear fashion. Now what if I wanted to jump down and think about something more realistic, something like 200 items. Now you could do this by hand, 200 times 55 actually isn't difficult because we just did 2 times 55, didn't we? So it would be 110 would be 2 times 55 and then if you multiply by another hundred, that's two more zeros, and then you add 750,000 to that, and make sure you get the numbers in the right place, you have three zeros, and then you have a zero plus a one, 
and then you have a 5 plus a 1 is a 6, and then 7. If I did it correctly, I get $761,000 to make 200. And 201 of them, this is probably getting repetitive, right? Just plugging in 201 into the function. Or you could just add $55 to this one, right? So you have 761055. Now there's something in this section we're going to talk about, and that's the actual change in cost going from producing one number of items to the very next number of items. And we call that the marginal cost at level 200. And that would be the cost of producing 201 items minus the cost of producing 200 items. And we already know the answer to this because we actually used this to get the cost of 201 items. And the way we did that was we used the fact that it was a linear function. So for every extra item produced, the cost goes up by the slope, $55. So C201 minus C200 should should just be the slope of the line, $55 per item. It's constant for this function because this cost function is linear. So you may be thinking this is not very interesting, right? Because you already know that if it's a linear function, if you want to increase your costs, uh, sorry, if you want to increase your production by one unit each time, your costs are going to go up by $55 each time. So where this does get interesting is if the cost function is not linear. So we're going to talk about a different cost function, a hypothetical one, and then we're going to look at the marginal cost at various levels for that function.